Taiwan is the setting for a new classic tale of an ancient god statue versus alien invaders in a mix of cultures and a, a clash against science. This is Kaiju versus History War God. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your devoted scientist, Miles, and joining me is an absolutely huge alien, Patrick. Patrick, how are you doing this week? I'm huge in Taiwan. I almost said Japan. <laughs> huge in <laughs> no, we are, we are not in Japan this week. We are here for a, I think YouTube put it best, a somewhat watchable film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 1976's War God, or as it has been listed in a few other places, God of War, but a film that was almost unfindable and unwatchable just a few short years ago until people started reproducing it, putting it on the Internet Archive, putting it on YouTube, which is where we watched versions of the film. And then and, ran the subtitles through like Google Translate. Yeah. And I don't know how the original subtitles were applied, but they were like impossible to watch. I found out about this movie, I think from Brandon Tennold, who has a YouTube channel, did a review on it. Some other folks did reviews on it when it, once it came out and there's a, a, a version with subtitles to watch. But besides that, very much a forgotten classic, right? Like not something that really it's been very whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, in you're, the West. You're banding the C word around, and I'm not sure if we should be doing that yet. <laughs> the, the, yeah, this is this is certainly an interesting movie, and the, kind of like the Jumborg Ace. The there's a lot that's lost here because we have a a very stilted translation. Yeah, like they ran it through a trans, like a, a Google Translate or whatever. So there, it makes a semblance of sense but <laughs> yeah every it's, once it's in a while line comes like up like kind of get what? context of what's going on there is a lot of i don't that's what they said <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean the 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 version that has been propagated online also has the i believe mandarin subtitles as well so i mean if you really wanted you can go back and, and check yourself but um i don't <laughs> yeah this is this is one that is i think worth a watch for the experience of being one of very few who have seen this movie it looks yeah. like there's 210 watches on letterboxd for this film which is yeah. pretty low i I, cer I certainly think that if you're a, a kaiju enthusiast and completist this is certainly an an oddity to look at that you're not going it's I mean it's not like ape or you know <laughs> some of those movies in that it's unwatchable. This I mean trust me this movie's got its problems. But there is a little bit of a charm to it at least in in certain parts it it is very slow and mm. it takes quite some time to pick up. But once you get the the guys in terrible costumes, and they are terrible for the most part, the Guan Yu, pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that pulled me to want to add this to our list is I saw the stills and I was like, I like what they're doing with the pseudomation. I like, you know, 
for what it's worth. I like the set that they have, the, the, the giant, sets. like, I, I don't know if it's supposed to be Hong Kong or Taipei. Where, where I thought the, they said Hong Kong, but me too. But I, I don't know if that's part of the translation or yeah, or I, like, I don't because, trust the translation. <laughs> but it's interesting. Maybe they didn't want to set it in Taiwan, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is a both a Taiwanese and a Hong Kong production studio, Singhua Film Production Company. So yeah, it if it is Hong Kong, I think it's a pretty accurate. You know, model, they they do the thing where they show the actual building and then mm-hmm. we'll cut to a a miniature scale, which was was bold, you know, to say the least. But mm-hmm. um, they do some very interesting things with that. So well, before we talk too, too much further about this, this entry in Kaiju history, Patrick, tell us uh, what's in a title, because this one seems to be a lot of names from Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess this had a few different releases overseas. The main titles for this movie are related to the main monster or kaiju in the form of Guan Yu, is a Chinese military general that served under a warlord in the Han Dynasty of of China, and a lot of the titles have Guan Yu in the in in the 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 title so folks would you know know and see the poster and like know exactly what's happening because there are martial temples and shrines all over eastern asia dedicated to Wan Yu uh, from china hong kong taiwan and even korea and japan which is interesting this is also known as the big calamity or i think i saw i guess all the big catastrophe as well in in mandarin Guan Yu or Guangyong versus the aliens, I think, was another alternative title. In I Japan, saw that one bandied about a little bit when I was looking for for some stuff or really to see if this movie existed anywhere else. And- oh, or what kind of history we can drum up about it. Very little is known, I think, in the West about this film. But other titles in Japan, it was released as Hong Kong Crisis. The literal Taiwanese title was The War God. And indeed, worldwide, the DVD that was put out was called Just War God. Yeah, so this is one that has defied a lot of our efforts to try and pin down because it is so rare, I guess. And so few have written about it or already done kind of The the, uh, the problem, I think, that I have found with rare films in this subgenre is that rarely are those rare films really worth the hype um mm. th- this certainly has some cool stuff to glean for it so i i mean I, there is that but like there are several you know lost films and we've talked about those and some films that we're going to get to that have thought to have been lost and were found and a lot of times it's more a curiosity than it is like oh man like i mean as someone who definitely supports film preservation and preservation of, of all art mediums mm-hmm. I I certainly don't want any any film to be lost to time as as much as I might absolutely hate an experience watching, which we are going to certainly have more of in this decade. I I don't like that films are lost, and and sometimes the, every now and then you get a, a little bit of a, a a jewel, but with the money that get has to get spent on a kaiju film, I think I think we're in 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 rare rare form when 
one of those films that is lost is actually like, you know, holy crap, you got to see this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. This is like you said, though, an interesting one to just keep alive mm-hmm. and get people talking about. And maybe this is one that they will enjoy. Um, we'll, we'll obviously give our rating at the end here. But like I said, I'm happy that I did watch it because of how little was known about it. Like, I, you know, if I wasn't trying to do this podcast, I don't know if I would ever have stumbled across this film, you know? Yeah. I mean, amongst this genre, it's certainly, a, a, I would say, a, a bragging right film. If you if you want to kind of pull this out of your pocket, if you're having a conversation amongst other kaiju enthusiasts and you kind of want to either impress some company or you know start a conversation about rare films this is a good one to have in your pocket i i, w- I would say yes you've you've heard of the gamma 4 movie but have you heard of war god <laughs> exactly and um yeah not a lot of descriptions of the plot out there so this is one that you know does kind of beg you to to watch it to get the full experience but the main gist of it is We've got a couple main characters in uh, Chun Kao and his son, Lee, or no, Chun Lan, I believe is. No, Lee Yu is his son and Chun Lan, I think, is his daughter. She kept Uh, calling him uncle. Yeah, that might have been translation thing as well. But I think. Yeah, because she kept saying that that was his brother. uh, Yeah, the the scientist is her brother. So I I figured that they were siblings but. yeah you know what's so funny is i i i kind of attribute that to dream logic of watching this film where like when in in the scenes with the brother and the sister i just like oh yeah, that makes sense and then when she calls him uncle i was like i just it, it, i never it never fazed me at all i was like sure oh. yeah <laughs> this is the somewhat watchable version after all uh mr chow is a elderly sculptor who is going blind and has been working on for 11 years a wood carving, not very large one. Like he's a, he's definitely a slow carver. A wood carving of the mythological general Yuan Yu, who refer they refer to it as God in in many instances. Mm-hmm. That is, might also be a translation thing, but you know this is a important ancestor in in Chinese culture, and they believe that or he believes that when he makes it it's going to empower the world in some way he has just this belief and his son who's a scientist is you know part of the you know new generation and doesn't really hold with these old cultural you know superstitions i I guess in his mind and then yeah things start to go awry in in hong kong all kinds of crazy phenomena happening all over the place from gravity going out of whack to heat storms or, or yeah. heat waves in in the winter and color ice and um, <laughs> yeah, all kinds of wacky do stuff which is indeed I, believe, I thought that was a cool touch i i will say that i i conceptually and story-wise i like the fact that these aliens were kind of like messing with the earth yeah a, a harbinger they're, they're of a bunch of rival. punks them aliens indeed yeah that part was fun it reminded me a good deal it feels like the hijinks that would happen in an Ultraman or a zone fighter in an episode before the big bad kind of comes out or Power Rangers episode for for that matter. Mm-hmm. You know, just some some wacky hijinks. And I really the, the part where gravity fails is awesome. I thought the, the, the wire yeah, work was I, a lot of fun. I, and, thought, I thought it was it was very well done. It's not until we actually get the aliens involved where the 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 budget is 
<laughs> very well shown. Well, um, I think the entire time it does feel like television production level for the most part from the film stock that they've chosen here. Yes. To just how they go about shooting shots. The directorial style feels television-esque. Well, yeah, so yeah, let's talk about that. So director uh, Chen Hung-min was sent to train in Toho and Toei film companies in Japan in 1963. That's and the, that's the height of the kaiju boom. So he probably saw all those movies doing super well at that time. Right. And at this time, he was also working as an editor at Central Motion Picture Corporation. And I think it's very evident that he spent time with Toho and Toei because I will say one thing is while the production, specifically on the alien side, is rather laughably low, the ambition of the director is mm-hmm. very high. And I can even tell this guy was certainly adept because he knew what these things would look like on a film. And that's why I felt like he used a more kinetic style when the aliens, when the flying saucers were coming by. He used very quick cuts and, and fast pans. Yeah. So it would kind of not focus as much on what looked to be paper mache flying saucers. And uh, there, there are some great shots. I actually have to give it up to the the director because there are some bits and bobs where i'm like this doesn't look you know obviously this wasn't his first film but this doesn't look like the first entry from you know taiwan or from the studio in the genre but they you know this is for for all intents and purposes this is the first kaiju film that they ever put out and probably the last i think yeah so i mean i certainly have to <laughs> applaud the effort because even though the finished film may not seem like it on the alien side because there's a lot of things that are laughably cheap about the the aliens from their suits from some, the, from the acting <laughs> from the from, well, the acting the the what was the one thing where they used the, 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 a drawing basically yeah. uh, and i mean there's there's some really really laughably cheap stuff and especially when you're i think combined with the translation that we currently have it makes the film seem poorer than I think it might actually be. And mm-hmm. and like Jumborg Ace, I mean, this is certainly more watchable than that film because we're we're not treated to the weirdest dubbing I think I've ever heard. And I understand it's a fan dub. But even though we have this very stilted and stilted subtitles that basically give you the vaguest context for what's going on, mm-hmm. I, I think there there is an interesting film in here. And I, I certainly love the fact that an effort's made because while the aliens don't look that great, the, I, I would say, Daimajin inspired Guan Yu is pretty cool. And the sets yeah. are very impressive. So the director of special effects for this film is Koichi Takano, who is a, a Japanese special effects director who worked on films going, you know, kaiju films going far back as Godzilla raids again and the Mysterians, but also was one of the, the lead special effects directors for Super Riot Productions. So he worked on almost every Ultraman series, but also Mirror Man and a few other shows in the 60s and 70s. And That's, but- it's certainly evident in the the fights. And mm-hmm. like I said, the the sets are pretty impressive when, when yes. the kaiju action is actually happening, even despite the fact that the aliens look like they belong in an Aquabats video. <laughs> um, 
this uh, yeah they, they they look at like a, a beastie boys yeah. uh, kind of joke costume but they're i think they're supposed to be kind of comic relief in in some ways because at the end you know it, it's a full farce when one gets a head and a hand cut off and is running around like uh, 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 you know yeah so three stooges and that, as and again that might be better evident with a a good good translation i know that as recently i think it's 2020 there was a a film festival that that sh- showed a, re- a quote-unquote restoration of this film yeah much else other than that but i i would be very interested one in seeing a nice copy of this movie because even the copy that you can watch on YouTube is like third generation VHS quality. Mm -hmm. And so it's super soft. And I mean, I I would love to see uh, a cleaned up copy with a proper subtitle translation. I mean, or I don't don't know if it's going to affect my overall score, but I would certainly be interested in watching it. I think it would have, it would have changed my score at least a full point. I think part of of the negative, you know what? You're probably right. Part of the negative of this is, is that, that watching experience, but yeah, that, that was the, uh, the golden horse film festival, the Taipei golden horse film festival, where they were supposed to be showing a new kind of remastered version of this or restored version, but it was the same, same source that 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 was online so <laughs> unfortunately mm. not any a bit of improvement yeah i think we've already talked about comparisons to some other films did you have a favorite scene or a bit that stuck out as 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 something you really enjoyed in this film miles i mean obviously the the, the fight between the the uh guan yu and the aliens was pretty fun i did i like you i liked the gravity scene uh, i thought that was so good. pretty pretty impressive and i think a, little, a clever use of just rewinding um <laughs> that, I, I i thought that was that part felt very budget uh oh 100 but i was like you know what I, i'm i'm <laughs> i'm here with it, it uh, it's hard to talk about any other scenes with the characters because again i don't know what's really happening so yeah <laughs> it, it would it would certainly be something where something interesting is happening that last fight that the last like 15 minutes of battle are, are pretty fun yeah, like boy, everything howdy, being on they, fire is really cool because that's not the, something we get to buildings, see a lot of. Yeah, they show them all burnt out afterwards, and they really do a lot with the the miniatures and the set. Yeah, the set being on actually on fire was a nice treat. We don't get to see enough of that that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was I thought that was pretty impressive. So definitely having some Toei and Toho, you know, experience, whether it's just from the special special effects or the director. It, it's it's clearly evident in the tr- the kind of spectacle they were trying to to portray, and I mean that's half the reason we come to these movies. So, yeah. th- I mean, in that respect, it does deliver to a degree. And I know I'm speaking very highly about it, which might not reflect how, what my score is, but I I mean I think the effort here is commendable because they are actively trying. This is this mm-hmm. doesn't feel like a cash in like ape. And it doesn't feel like just a completely no. goof. I, I think that they actively tried to make a good kaiju film yeah. and were severely limited in their resources. And but did so I, a I, lot with what they had. Yeah. And so I have to I have to come at it like almost like an independent film. And so I I, I definitely certainly give them my respect for what they were able to do, even if I didn't overall enjoy it as much yeah so director chin hung min i feel like 
is up there with other kaiju directors and it does seem like you said he really did put a lot of effort into this film there's a lot of fun bits to this movie and a lot of good shots things that i i that will kind of stick with me one of my favorites is there's a scene of the daughter or niece rocking out to carl douglas's kung fu fighting which i had to look up came out the year before this movie or like two years before and all of a sudden like this the fire and things around maybe it's like a beach party they're having goes like negative and she like screams and then gets ripped into the sky like she's in jordan peele's nope you know just blah, mm-hmm. screaming that's their alien abduction scene and i thought it was very very uh well done there's some interesting dream sequences she has or maybe like nightmares <laughs> after that but a lot of things kind of will stick with me with this film. So that being said, let's get into our ratings for personal enjoyment. Uh, hit me with what you're thinking, Miles, because <laughs> mine's, mine's up there. It might change, but. So I, I initially had it a little bit lower, but talking about it and the effort that was made, it, it's making me a little kinder to it. But I can't deny my personal enjoyment with this movie. And I was looking at our rating what scale. we have set for our rating scale. and. I think a three would be too, too low. So I'm giving it a four because it's, it's a frustrating watch. It really is. Like I want to give this movie the due respect it deserves because these people actively try to make a decent kaiju film. And Mm -hmm. in, in terms of the spectacle with what they had, and that, that is really important because what they have is not much. And that does affect the enjoyment because those alien costumes are laughably bad. and. Like, it, I mean, I have seen so many like like 90s punk videos that used suits like this. And mm-hmm. it so I mean, maybe it's maybe part of that is influencing it. But I think that with the subtitles that we have and with the video quality that we have, you know, it is somewhat watchable as as and, and honestly, it's as labeled it. This movie is somewhat watchable. It is not in good quality. The subtitle is often a chore to try to to get through and it takes a very long time to get to the active spectacle and while the while the actual kaiju fight is fun and the special effects in the battle are pretty solid for what they have it's it's a fairly frustrating watch what about you i mean yeah you know, I, we've, we've talked we've talked about this but like my my actual personal reaction watching this movie was like man this is taking forever i don't really know what's going on yes there's some cool scenes but Mm -hmm. i just i don't know it it made for a frustrating watch and i can't say it's baseline good because i don't think it is at least certainly not in the state that we can see it i was about to say i'm 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 kind of judging it based on the fact that you know what movie that they originally put up there on on the screen it's hard for me because jumbo gates was the same way you know it's, there's not a very good transfer right. out but there so, but, that so here's but that movie that... was also much worse in my opinion i had less oh, fun i, I, I agree this this is a higher <laughs> score than i gave that movie i think I don't, I don't um what you gave jumbo Ace uh, and Giant, I can, but i can tell you in just they, a second they feel very similar there's a lot of similarities I, I didn't mention it, but there's also some similarities between this and Mecha Godzilla with King Cesar. There's actually those kind of lion statues that 
King Caesar yeah. based on or in Guam. Absolutely. There, Temples. there is certainly that or Daimajin. I got that vibe from it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This, this, this is perfect. And I think what we're talking about really when you're talking about, you know, what they're trying to do, that's more of the evocative cultural angle. What your yeah. personal enjoyment is very different. So, I'm kind of curious what your feeling is watching this movie as it is, because that's what we should we should be basing that specific score yeah. on is like is is at what you watched. What was your personal enjoyment from that? I thought it was good. Actually, I was surprised the 60s are so or the 70s are so all over the place, <laughs> like up and down, which we'll see. I, I definitely had as, as much uh, uh, of a good time, if not much more than Jumbo Geese and Giants. I um, had twice as much fun and I gave it twice the score. Not not as much <laughs> as um, I, gave, I gave Jumbo Geese a two. So a Voyage into Space okay. was, was much more fun, um, but very similar watching experiences. So I'm giving this one a six out of ten. Wow, it's uh, much higher than I expected. You, you gave it a four? Yes. For the technical, I'm giving it a higher score because I really did have a lot of fun with the special effects. I think if you are worried about the story not making a lot of sense, you can find this online and skip to the last 30 minutes where we have multiple giant alien versus statue destruction scenes. And despite them not looking great because of the transfer of the film, you can tell they put a lot of work into those cities. Maybe not the costumes so much, but into the special effects and all the special abilities that the aliens had and the, the fights as well. I would say they're they're not super well choreographed, but they're fun. So I'm giving this one a 7 out of 10. I also really like the director. Like I said, there's some, some very... Well, and th this might also go to uh, Koichi... Takano from from Subaraya. Some great scenes where human-sized actors are in the foreground and the giant-sized kaiju actors are in the background, and those were layered on top of one another very well. What about you, Miles? Technical aspect? <laughs> I also gave it a four. I think that I agree. The sets are great. I don't think the script is that rock solid from what we have. I think it's a little silly. And mm -hmm. if that is the intent, it's not communicated in what I can watch. And the actors don't seem to be very good. Uh, the direction is solid. I, I like I said, I, I absolutely give it credit for that. And the, you know what? I actually, I, I'll, I'll go a little bit higher. Cause I do think that the Guan Yu costume is pretty great. Even though that flimsy weapon is, <laughs> mm, Yes, yeah, so a four on, on our scale for technical is mediocre and uninteresting, which is the opposite of what I'm giving it, which is interesting concept and execution. <laughs> See, I don't think the execution is fully realized. I'm going to give it a five because okay. I do think the sets are fantastic. I think the Guan Yu suit is pretty great. I think the direction should be commended, even if these things together do not a successful movie make. Mm -hmm. I think, yes, the effort is there. It is clearly trying to do something that they don't have the means to do. And I, I I don't want it to be in the company necessarily that I've given some of sub five scores to. <laughs> well, it might, might still get there despite what, what about the evocative score? Where is this? Where is this land in the annals of Kaiju as a, as a work of art? Honestly, I went kind of low with this one. 
You're struggling uh, with this for a few miles. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a bump. I'll give it a four. <laughs> okay. That, this, this is, that, that, that is soulless on our, our scale. <laughs> Well, so here's the thing: is it's it it shouldn't be very high because it's it's mm-hmm. one. It I don't know this movie is that evocative. I don't mm-hmm. think it has the any cultural impact to kaiju cinema as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is this movie is it's it's impact barely barely has, found has not yet reached the West at the very least. And so there there is that aspect. I also think this movie doesn't always land the way it should. And there is also some fun continuity stuff. Like we see this the smoldering rubble, and then the next cut like is the city in pristine condition and everyone going about their lives the next second. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> well, you know, a, a painting would have been nice. <laughs> Yeah, I, this yeah, this, this movie does not have much of an evocative or cultural impact for me. I hope it did well when it came out. I, I feel like if it did do well, we probably would have heard more about it. But it's certainly an interesting, like, uncut gem. Like, if, if you were <laughs> looking, if you were looking for something that is off the beaten path that very few people have seen, it's certainly worth giving giving a try. Yeah, this right. and in Space Monster Mongoli, you you'd be the the most hipsterous of kaiju fans. Yeah, but I I also I mean outside of its its nature as a curiosity, it still does is not a full success to me. Yeah, I'm giving it a five, so just a little bit a little bit higher. You know, that's like a a, a somewhat insightful film. Like I said, I'm glad we watched this one. But with my score as a six and yours a four, brings our podcast total to a five, which puts it in the neighborhood of Gamera versus Zigra, which I feel like that's pretty <laughs> a pretty good area. Young Gary yeah. is another one that got a five, and I think it's in in good company with those. Reptilicus Conga <laughs> also pretty pretty uh uneven yeah. keeled fives. I'm happy I kept this one up a little bit. Over some of our lower ends of this the spectrum threes and, and fours, but I would very much like to see a, a remastering or a reworking of this film too. I, I feel like if they did come out with a Blu-ray of a master, if they find it, it's worth another review because it might go up. A, like I said, a full point it might go up to a six or so. I, um, I would I would certainly be interested in watching it fully restored with a proper translation. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, that is going to do it for this relatively short episode of Kaiju versus History. Keep the history alive by checking this one out yourself and tell us what you think on Twitter at Kaiju versus History or email us at Kaiju versus History at gmail.com. Check out our show online, rate us, review us, and find our other ratings and reviews on Letterboxd, which, by the way, this one has a Average of 3.3 on Letterbox. Three, three, three 3.3 stars. Yeah, so that's about a 6 on our scale when we're a little bit lower. But that's fine. Uh, what are we doing next time, Miles? Oh, boy. So, you Buckle guys up. know how much I love Giant 8 movies. Well, guess what? <laughs> doing another one. <laughs> the 70s. I just... I can't, block I, full. I, can't, I can't even bring myself to... Uh, it's a kaiju spill spoof, a film whose initial release was canceled. Should have stayed there. The stars of the film were happy it didn't see the light of the day, rightly so. But next week we are going to be watching History versus Queen Kong. Dun, 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 dun.